Welcome to the Film Review. We uh, have a very special guest, uh, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hi. Introduce yourself. My name is Dan, and I am with you on the Indie Film Review. Um, I'm a special guest today because I am at the abode of my lovely co-host. Yay! The domicile, if you will. The domicile, the abode, the house. <laughs> we can touch nips if we wanted. Oh, if we want. <laughs> so if the audio sounds a little weird... That's why we're we're sharing one mic right now because uh, we don't know how else to do this on short notice. <laughs> we and didn't I just hit the fucking desk and Did the you? mic moved. So maybe that is gonna. I'll have to be better about. Yeah, that. we're gonna be good from here on out. That was the last time we do anything bad. Oh. Certainly, no. The rest of the audio is gonna be perfect from here on out. Okay. Just you wait, Jared. This mm. episode, we decided that we're gonna catch up, and we have something in common. Yeah. Um, that is that in the last two weeks, we both visited the great city of our Lord. <laughs> the city of angels. <laughs> the city of angels. <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's weird because we both did it like separate. We didn't yes. go together. So uh, this episode's relaxed fit. Like Dan said, we're not going to be talking about indie films necessarily. This is kind of just more of. We're going to shoot the shit and talk about some movies we want to talk about. We're going to talk about our weird L.A. stories. And, yeah, just kind of, you know, we're going to chill. That's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to start. So mm -hmm. we're going to have to figure it out. If this was an anime, this would be like the filler beach episode. Like, yes. where we go and there's or like a hot springs episode. That's what this is. Right. And you're, we're like trying to peek in on like the anime girls and then they beat <laughs> us up. That's kind of what's going on right now. So uh, <laughs> now that you say that out loud, I just realized how many animes actually do that. It's a lot. <laughs> it's all of them. Right at the top, I wanted to give a big shout out to Indie Eye Film Awards. Yes. Matt and Dre from the Indie Eye Film Awards did such a nice, not even a shout out. It was like a dissertation <laughs> on us. Like they gave us so much airtime talking yeah, about us. I was so surprised. And it, it was so sweet. I really appreciate it. And, um, it, you know, their podcast is cool. I, I checked them out. I, I really like what they do and their groove and everything. Yeah. And, Basically, you know. um, just really quick, they kind of orchestrated their own film festival during COVID. That's, yeah. that's how they came to be. They do strictly indie films and they have people submit all these films and then they watch them all and they do kind of like an award show for yeah, them. Yeah, it's so, neat. So they'll hand out awards. You get a, like custom laurels made by them and then they talk about the winners on the podcast, which I think is really cool. I think it's cool. I feel like so. we should steal this idea and do our own. <laughs> we'll call them like, like the Jareds and then like the Dans maybe. Oh, I thought you said we should rename our podcast to be like Indie Butt Film Review or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> come up with like a cool catch phrase though i don't want to steal their are. shit but like i i do want to make any any filmmakers aware of them because like you know we are not your only one-stop shop for indie film review there's there's others out there i know i don't it's... think there are i don't think there are dan i think we are the number one indie film review well, podcast yes, we because been... we are the only indie film review podcast yes we we have been mandated of course as you all know by the government to do this <laughs> also i take offense because you you said that you, you said that earlier like i was actually going to steal their their a little <laughs> bit. like jared we can't do that like yeah i know it was a joke all right Jesus. i don't know jokes <laughs> How long have I known you for? Like over a decade? Yeah, at least. And I, and that's the main thing I know about you is you don't understand jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. 
So yeah, thanks again. Uh, NDI, NDI Film, Film Awards, Review, super cool. NDI Film Awards. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, their podcast is rad. I love them. Um, okay, so the weather. Yeah, I mean the weather is. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, apparently it's like fucking hot here. Yeah, it is like fucking hot here. But like uh, it's. A, <laughs> I looked at the weather today, and it's like all the days I'm here, it's over a hundred yes, degrees. Yeah. Like yeah. what the fuck? It's ridiculous. Uh, a couple movies I wanted to talk about. The Mitchells versus oh penis and mouth me wordy no good. See, that's the problem with recording next to each other. Like <laughs> I can't keep my penis out of it. Yeah, Dan keeps putting his dick in my mouth whenever it, whenever I talk. Uh, oh, it's salty. Anyways, <laughs> the Mitchells versus the Machines. There, I said it. The Mitchells versus the Machines. It's a really nice animated film. Oh. I believe I saw it on Netflix. I might be wrong on that. It is so good. This movie was making the tears happen. It's really? one of those movies. It's all about this family coming together, basically during a robot apocalypse that's brought on by uh, this like Apple stand-in mogul who like has an app that does everything for you, and then uh -huh. basically the phone app becomes a a you know a cyborg and then the cyborgs immediately turn on humanity and they start kidnapping them and stuff it's really really That's good fucking crazy and some of the, the set pieces are really fun uh the animation's really wonky and zany because like the main character girl she's like a wannabe filmmaker uh -huh. so it, it gets very meta in that Ooh, way with like cool. her wanting to I be like a filmmaker that. and making films and she makes the adventure into a film and it gets fucking weird and i, I liked it a lot i really enjoyed it here is my new pitch for mitchell's versus the machine okay so, imagine if you will and this might be a deep cut so if you're a super fan of film and just uh, pop culture from the 90s you might get it so we're going to take... So if you're cool enough, you'll get it. If we, We're going to take Joe Don Baker. Okay. Right? Because Mitchell. Okay. And we're going to clone no. him. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to clone him, and then we're going to like basically remake the first three Star Wars movies with uh -huh. the robots and the Mitchell clones. Yes. And Attack of the Mitchell clones? Yes. Holy shit, dude. That's <laughs> the worst idea you've ever had. All right, let's keep going. Dan, did you have a, a do you have a movie or anything you can think of that you saw um, recently? So, and we can cut stuff out. Yes. Okay. I do want to bring this up. This was a film that was way ahead of its time. It was in the 80s, like 1984. Jared, back in the day of our initial podcast, mm. we watched a film that was suggested to us by a listener called mm -hmm. Island of Death. Oh. And that movie was batshit crazy. A true gem. Yes. If you ever have the chance to um, look up Island of Death, you should because it's weird. It's basically about two psychopaths who just go to Greece and start killing yeah, people. Yeah, they're just on an insane rampage of murder and sex and violence. It is one of those like shock value, like insano movies where yes. the violence is so over the top. It's like zany. So what I saw was... Mm. That director, mm -hmm. he also, his name is like Nico Malik. I don't have it on me, but he made a crazy film in the 80s called Blind Date. Oh. And Blind Date has Kirstie Alley in it and like some what? other dude that like the main character was somebody I didn't recognize. Yeah, how have we not seen more of this guy's films? Because like well, we I, saw this film, I it's like, they got it, like this. I it's saw it on um, Amazon and like, why does that name sound familiar? I'm like, oh shit, is that the guy that did Island of Death? And it was. Oh my God. So I watched it and basically the guy, it's a science fiction-y thing where this guy is um, murdering people mm -hmm. in this area, like kind of like. It's a foreign country. I don't remember where it is. 
but from America, yeah, we're from in America. America. So, but he's he's like there on a student visa or something, yes. and he gets a good job. He gets a promotion, so he's like trying to work. So towards... we've narrowed it down to not America. Yes, not America. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be Spain. But anyway, because this... like we have to keep in mind, a lot of people from a lot of different countries listen to this. True, which is so surprising and awesome. Thank you so much, uh, our international listeners. We appreciate you. Yes. Uh, Dan, continue shit talking other countries. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This he, he the main character he's he's found a job but um he loses his sight in the process of this movie uh-huh. and he goes to this experimental doctor who basically gives him like bat sonar abilities. Of course, <laughs> give the fucking villain of the no no he's not he's not the villain. Oh okay okay okay. This guy's he witnesses the murder but he's blind. Oh, and it turns out that he does know the murderer. Like it's kind of. It's mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. contrived and stupid by it being coincidental. It's like, oh, so everybody that we meet is part of it. It's yeah. like, it was really interesting. Just like seeing the the sonar effects. It was oh, really it was cool. cool. And was it, it kind of like in Predator where they have like the vision, like the Predator it was, vision? It was almost exactly like that. But instead of being infrared, it was black with like white outlines. Like, oh. like an old DOS game. Okay. Like what? Like battle- an ASCII game or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 like that. Neat. It was. It looked so fucking cool. And I love that stuff. The doctor, he's like, now remember, you should only do this once every fifteen minutes because your brain can't handle it. <laughs> and of course, immediately the guy just turns it on and leaves it on and just does everything. Does he start going crazy? No. Okay. They could have played with that a little bit That's more, but so like funny. They, they he had kind of shortcomings whenever he was blind, uh-huh. and then whenever he finally got his sight back, when sight in quotes, mm-hmm. he like one of the things was he got the shit kicked out of him by a, a group of thugs, and then he got his sight, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna pretend I'm blind, and then I'm gonna lure these guys back, and then they're gonna beat me up again, but then I'm gonna beat the shit out of them, and so he gets that. This guy's basically Daredevil. Kinda, yeah. This is fucking Daredevil right yes. now. So, yeah. It was totally Daredevil. So it's like serial killer Daredevil. He's not a serial killer, though. <laughs> he helps the serial you know, he, he, he helps the serial no. killer. Oh. Whatever. Go watch it. It's called um, Blind Date. It's on Amazon Prime. Nice. Um, yeah. That's cool. The one that Good I recommendation. That sounds yeah. fucking rad. I love that. Makes me think of Blind Beast. Oh my Another God. great weird film you guys should look up, Blind Beast, where a, a man kidnaps a woman and he's blind and he, he like keeps he makes, her in a cage. He, he makes sculptures out of women. Well, he doesn't make them out of women. He just makes sculptures of female body parts. Uh, Another one, speaking of Japanese films, sure. I watched Onibaba, um, which was fantastic it's about is a, it only baba black sheep have you any yes role? only baba black sheep no um it's a, from the 60s and it's about a, a a two i might have mentioned this on the podcast before but it's about two women who um are scraping by in war-torn japan uh-huh. and how they scrape by is they murder injured samurais and they steal their armor nice. and they sell it that's fucking rack that shit's expensive yeah and one of the things that happens is she meets this guy who has a mask on his face and he won't take it off and then she ends up killing him and whenever she finds the mask she tries to take it off his face and it won't come off and she finally gets it off and he's covered in boils what happens during this is um, she has a daughter-in-law who's the husband mm-hmm. dies in the war. And then his buddy comes back and he's like, I le-, he, basically the story is I left my friend there because he was dead. And then the mom gets pissed off. It's like, why would you leave him there? Why wouldn't you die alongside of him? But the daughter-in-law starts to fall in love with this guy and the wife gets, or the mom gets jealous. So she puts on the mask to scare away 
the girl from going to meet him up at night. And so then good. I won't read the ending, but okay, it's, okay, it's really yeah. good. So Holy if you shit. ever have the chance to look up Oni Baba, I think it's like 1962. It's really... Is that I have the a black and white film? Yeah, I love oh, old I love black it. and white Japanese love films. It. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one other movie we can talk about is Stowaway, also on Netflix. So it is a... The most, like... Space drama, space drama, you will ever see. But this is not in a bad way. Okay. So when I watch a science fiction movie where people are in space, the big thing I usually think about is, will there be aliens? Is there another element to this? What's going on? So the basic premise is these astronauts, they all load up on a ship. They're going to fly to a space station in space. Thank you. And the final I, frontier. Right? Like I'm over explaining what space. Anyways, here's what space is. No, I'm kidding. So they get there and there is a literal stowaway, a person who accidentally was on the ship with them, mm -hmm. but they have only planned out for four people being on the space station for two years. Oh my God. So they, they're not going to have enough food, enough water, enough oxygen, all this stuff they have to figure out. That's the rest of the movie is them deciding how are they going to figure this out? Does someone have to die? Is there a way to save everyone? And it just gets really, really complicated. And it's them trying to explore that to the nth degree. So there's no like huge surprise twist, but the ride going on that, I was, I was very engaged. Nice. But, it, but it's like, it's almost like a Star Trek kind of a thing where it's like old school Star Trek, I mean. Is it an older movie? Uh, no, it's a newer film. Really? And it's got it's got that amazing actress from uh, Hereditary in it, the mom. Oh, I forgot what her name is. I, I forget her name. About. She's wonderful. Yes. She, oh, she's one of my favorites. I feel bad not remembering her name. My wife is screaming at me right now because she, she knows <laughs> that. Or she knows her name. But uh, uh, it was a fun movie. It was good. I wouldn't say it like, blew my mind right. or anything. But I think it was worth watching. Well, yeah. There you go. So, okay. Tony Collette. Tony is Collette. in Stowaway. Also, worth noting, is Daniel Day Kim. You probably recognize him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in Lost. That guy's really great, too. So there's a lot of really good uh, actors in this. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, so now we're going to talk about L.A. I know. Please keep paying attention. I apologize. <laughs> L.A. is... So I grew up in... L.A.? I No, I grew up in Central Florida. <laughs> And there is a a very famous city there uh, called Orlando. So Orlando. I was I was very very close to Orlando for a lot of my life, and in Orlando, you yeah. Know, keep in mind we're supposed to be talking about L.A. I know I'm, I'm going. Um, in Orlando, <laughs> you 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 get used to everything, and I'm like, there has to be more. There has to be more to the world. <laughs> And I, for the first time I went to LA, mm -hmm. I was on my honeymoon and I went to San Francisco first and oh, beautiful city San Francisco is. Yeah. We went down to LA because that's where my wife wanted to go mm -hmm. because she's always heard about it. And we find out as soon as we get there that it's basically just a bigger Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. That's what every city is. I think maybe New York is probably like the yeah. like, city. Like, holy shit, I'm in a city and I'm going to die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, like Tokyo, kind of. Yeah, probably, yeah. And then San Francisco. And San Fran kind of a, has that. The rustic yeah, aesthetic. San Francisco yeah. has that feel because all the streets just go up. Like yeah. The inclines and declines. You just feel so claustrophobic. And the, the buildings are so big. The weather is different when you're, like, inside the city compared yeah. to when you're out. It's fucking crazy. It's not like that in Sacramento. And I don't think it's like that in L.A. Would you agree? No. Okay. But what it is like in L.A., is absolute like it's there's a lot to do and a lot to see and a lot to eat mm. but it is 
just an experience no matter like just if you are not of used weirdness? to yes if you're not used to the abject homeless there's quite a bit of it there now i'm going to start i'm going to start and not even just abject homeless but people tweaking on whatever the fuck they can get their hands yeah. on especially around the tourist areas like hollywood boulevard so we were going to a famous oh don't um, go to hollywood boulevard well <laughs> don't i don't go to the walk so of fame don't I, go. I went to the walk of fame because i went to amoeba music yeah and I, I really wanted to go there again so that was fun mm-hmm. but then what we did afterward was we went to um i forgot the name of the street but it's a very famous street that has like a bunch of mexican paraphernalia and mexican food that you can buy like a little mexico yeah kind of like a little mexico but it's it's like a one street that's like on the outskirts of downtown la and as we were walking there i got fat shamed (laughs) by some dude just skating by on a skateboard. <laughs> nice, dude. Was he like Spuds McKenzie and he had fucking sunglasses yes, on? Basically. He's like, like okay. out of the way, Trevor, and he fucking did a flip <laughs> kick. But the flip kick was perfect. So you're like, fuck, dude, I cannot argue with this guy. He didn't know he didn't even say anything to me. I just I saw him in the distance and he was coming down the incline. Yeah. And as I was walking, like, you know, I am a little bit rotund and I'm okay with that. But <laughs> I have a very specific looking walk and it kind of looks like a waddle if you're being <laughs> annoying. So I all he did. I have some penguin. Yeah, I have some penguin in me. <laughs> anyway, he, um, as he was passing us and he's walk or he's looking at me, he's like, and he starts mimicking the way I'm walking. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then we, we crossed the street and then I turned to Michelle. And I'm like, I think I just got fat shamed by that guy. Brutal. And she's like, so what? He's tweaking on something. I'm like, well, yeah, so what? But it, it was it was really it was a really funny situation. I wish this dude. So I saw this guy uh, in in LA. We we're driving around, and he had a mesh hoodie on, so a see through hoodie, and he had tight, really tight, skin tight American flag pants on, and he was on this oh, tiny little bike, my God. and his ass was hanging out. I wish that guy made fun of me. I wish <laughs> that guy shit talked to me. I'd be like, look at this fucking little baby. Skinny ass little fucker, uh, and just he does like a flip kick or like a, some like BMX trick, and then just rides off. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is the LA experience I paid for. So I went to LA because I'd never seen an IKEA, and I thought I would want to go there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yes, uh, we definitely saw some homeless people there. It was it's really sad. I really wish uh, that we would spend more money on helping the homeless and helping I do them too. with mental health because. Yes. And, and helping, like, if they want help, they should be able to get help. Because I know people who are addicted to drugs, the first step is they have to choose to want to exactly. stop that. You can't just force them to. But, I mean, some of them, some some people are out there and it's not by choice, you know? Yeah, I know. So you don't know. So, I yeah, it's rough. Like, I have no, I, I had no problem. Like, I didn't make a big stink about it. Yeah. It, just, it, was, it was just a really interesting exchange I mm-hmm. had with a human being. Did you have to take your monocle off and be like, Bleh, I never... <laughs> Um, so what else? <laughs> Two or three more things that I can think of sure. that are just like crazy. So we we went to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and like I said, I grew up in around Disney World in Orlando, and I'm well well versed in Disney World because my wife loves theme parks. Yeah. So it's always been a dream of hers to go to Disneyland. So we went, and Jared wasn't able to go because was Disneyland booked. was booked. Yeah, for months and, and months. We got fucking lucky. Oh, nice. Like, it, for, for months and months it was booked, but, like, you should have – oh, my God. They they opened the park on June 15th, and you should have seen the fucking line outside of really? Disneyland that weren't allowed in because they didn't oh, make reservations. No. Yeah. 
because they wow. they because well, Disney World that they they had already opened everything up and it yeah. was they started doing the reservation system and Disneyland mm-hmm. did that. We were able to be lucky enough to go. One thing I do want to say is there are certain aspects of Disney World that are better than Disneyland, but there's certain aspects of Disneyland that are better than Disney World. My favorite ride is Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. Much better at Disneyland. So it's like there's a Thunder Mountain there, but it's different. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Interesting, because like Universal, if you go to the Universal in Florida versus the one here, I'm pretty sure it's the same rides. I don't yeah. know if they're really different. Yeah, they they are. Um, and then Disneyland also kept a lot of the old rides, like oh my god, Pinocchio. I went on that ride, and it reminded me of how horrifying that movie is. <laughs> that movie is that movie terrifying. Is dark. It's like so kids dark. get kidnapped and turned into donkeys. It's... They get eaten by a giant whale. Yeah. And that thing scared the shit out of me uh, on the ride. And, like, the whole ride is not lit very well, so it's like you're in a fucking haunted house. <laughs> it was scarier than Haunted Mansion, honestly. But uh, Haunted uh, Mansion is another one of my favorite rides, and that's different yeah. here uh, in California than it is back home. And mm-hmm. I kind of liked it better mm-hmm. in California. But then Disneyland California has Disneyland California Adventure, and that's with the big Mickey Mouse Ferris wheel. And that's a huge park. Is it? And there's a hotel I really built into go. the park. I really want to go, man. There's a I hotel was... built into the park. Really? Yeah. Like, you could just expensive. wake up and go in. Is that what you did? Bay. No. Okay. No, we had an Airbnb in Glendale. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, so we went to Universal. Really loved it. We did the Harry Potter stuff because that's, I mean, we, we yeah. both like that. So other other stuff we did. So we went to this place called The Grove. It's oh, like I love an, The Grove. You do? Yeah. It's like an outdoor mall. Maybe we didn't do it right. Like I didn't know. Like what's the fun stuff to do there? Nothing. It's just a shopping mall. I, like, I don't get it. Did you go to the Barnes and Noble? No, no. The, their Barnes and Noble is huge. So we were we were intimidated by some of the clothing and like regular places like that because I thought like oh they're just gonna be so expensive like why even go. But there was like a an outdoor market kind mm-hmm. of there too, and we like looked around in there. I don't know. I was kind of like unimpressed by it. I mean, I love the Grove just because of where it's located, and I just really like the Barnes and Noble. But like, if you go to the Grove, the um, I think the the tar pits aren't that far from there. Right? Yeah. So we did do the tar pits. That was pretty cool. Um, the tar pits themselves were not as active. Like I thought I was going to see like just like a a black lake with like mm. bubbling bubbles, but it was more like water and like oil kind of mixed together. Yeah, and there were some tar-like pits, but they, I don't know, they weren't very active. Well, I mean, it's 2021. True. I mean, the museum was a lot better than the actual seeing the actual tar pits. I enjoyed the museum a lot. The museum is very fun. You get to see uh, volunteers actually like working on bones and sorting them and cleaning them and stuff. It's really, really neat. Did you go to Griffith Park? So we went to a park near the Holocaust Museum. Is that? No. Okay. It's where the observatory is. Oh, no. So I've been to the observatory before, but not on this trip. Oh, okay. So we went to the observatory. Like, it's only open on Fridays and Saturdays, but, like, we decided to take L.A. because we've been here once. We decided to take L.A., like, as we lived there. Like, we mm-hmm. would just do random stuff. And people go up to the park and walk and do their yeah. their, their exercise all the time. So that's what we did. And um, we got to the observatory and we, like, got to a high point away from people. And then I looked down into the valley and directly below it, <laughs> there's this couple that's laying on top of each mm. other. And they're like, um, you know, they're whispering sweet nothing into each other's ear. And then 
as we're watching this, the guy took his hand and put it into his wife's shirt or his girlfriend's shirt and starts like groping her breast. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I'm like, I, I, I can't, I have to stop watching this. And then Michelle, she like, yeah, we, we should move. And then she like peeked over again. She's, she didn't see that, um, fellatio was happening, but she saw that it might happen in a minute. And, She's like, oh yeah. You guys stumbled upon an Italian film, <laughs> basically. Like, yeah, but but right. she said, oh yeah, really loud, and then we, <laughs> oh yeah. That sounds exactly like what Michelle would do. Uh, was, she is she is so the Kool Aid woman of our time. It was so funny. And then we saw this guy like in a different part of the valley on a different part of the nature trail, uh-huh. also he, getting a blowjob. No, he was like, again, this is not a visual medium. Mm-hmm. But he was doing this like. Dennis for, flailing his arms around for like ten minutes, not ten minutes. That's uh-huh. exaggerated, but he was doing it for a long time. Like, what is that guy doing? He's having a really fun time inside of his mind. <laughs> That's what he's doing, buddy. He's exploring the boundaries of space. He's in the fifth dimension. It's crazy. Yeah, um, a lot of people on scooters with yeah. headsets being annoyed that you're using the sidewalk when they're on the sidewalk using their scooter. That's that's my stand-up observation. That, happened that to me really the first annoyed time was in me. LA, yeah. It happened like four times the first day we got there. Oh and I was like, God. is this going to be the rest of my life? <laughs> but no, I had a really fun time. We went to this really nice uh, Jewish deli called Cantor's. Ooh. It was really cool. So it was like a restaurant slash deli slash bakery. Super nice. I liked it a lot. And then we we got some like sweets and candies from there, like cookies and stuff. And then we went to the Holocaust, like near the Holocaust Museum. There's like a park there. It's a dog park. And we got to see everyone's dogs. We're sitting there hanging out, having fun. And then there's this little auditorium there. It's just like this outdoor. It looks like a little mini coliseum right. almost, right? And uh, you can just go out there and sit. But there was a free stand-up show happening there. So this guy brought out this like speakers and everything. And he and people were just doing set, like five-minute sets. That's amazing. And we just came and sat down and like watched some amateur stand-up. And like, this is really, really neat. And then later on, on the la- like the second to last day or so, we uh, we went to the comedy store. Oh, yeah, tell the, me about the this. The comedy store is fucking amazing. All right. So some of these people I don't know. But Mark Maron was there. Oh. Eric Griffin was amazing. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Eddie Pepitone. Isn't Jeff Ross the roaster? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, and Eddie Pepitone. I yeah. Eddie so Pepitone. everybody was really good on this list that that did it, except for the last two, and I won't even say their names because I mean I don't want to be too mean. But uh, it was amazing. It was two fucking hours long, which I did not think it was going to be that long. Fifteen minutes each for each uh, comedian. And uh, what's his face? Did I even say his name? Oh, he's not even on here. Wow. The, the MC? No, no. Uh, there was there was no MC. Really? They was just comedian, comedian, comedian. And then halfway through, the headliner shows up, uh-huh. and the fucking headliner was uh, that guy no one likes. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> the guy from like uh, Biodome. Oh, Polly Shore. Polly Shore showed up. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking Polly Shore shows up. He's like, I'm doing my comeback, baby. And because apparently his mom owns the, the comedy, comedy store. store yeah. yeah. So he shows up. Um, he gets some laughs. A lot of his stuff was not very good. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, he did have some interesting stories about him and Nick Cage. I don't remember him very well. Dude, but that's he's awesome. hanging out with Nick Cage in Las Vegas. So I think that's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. <laughs> but you know what? Do your thing, I guess. I don't know. He's not for me. I don't Holly get it. Shore, like he was big in the 90s. Yeah. 
Like, how old is he now? He's he's old. He's old. He's an old man. <laughs> he's, it was really weird to I'm see. I'm gonna him. show up to yeah. my mom's store. It was like when Tom Green wanted to stand up, and you're like, "All right, buddy, you do you." You know, I'm sure it'll be okay. But, I feel uh, the same way about what's his name, uh, Eric Andre. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, I mean, I like him, but he's just. I don't think he's necessarily the the stand up material. <laughs> He's in that Tom Green zone yeah. of, of pranking and being weird and yeah. making people feel awkward. And like he's like subversive comedy, but like traditional stand up, I think, would be kind of strange. I'd definitely pay to see him, though. I'd rather see Tim Heidecker because he's also oh, in that. But I think Tim yeah, Heidecker's yeah, yeah, good yeah. at stand up. Yeah, I would even see a Tim and Eric Awesome show, too. Yeah, That'd be amazing. That would be awesome. So anywho, that was really fun. Um, I don't know if there's anything else on this. We went to a Korean barbecue place. Yeah had a Michelin star and it was literally the best Korean I've had in the States. And wow, I, I've, really? I've been to Korea, so I know what I'm talking about. Like in Korean barbecue places are all over mm. Korea, of course, but this place it was, it's called quarters. And I do want to bring this up. We, we watched a lot of travel vlogs before we went mm-hmm. um, just to see like what we should eat. And, you know, I wish we did that because the places where we ate at a lot of it was terrible, except for this one Thai place we went to was really good. So, I'm glad you found that then. But the, the what I want to bring up is if you are going to travel anywhere mm-hmm. or just to L.A., just my experience was with L.A., but I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that this is kind of, you know, level across the board. Travel vlogs are very optimistic and positive and like, yes. go here, go here. What they don't tell you is how much of a bitch it is to get to where you're supposed to go, especially, <laughs> especially in L.A. Like, yeah, we went to that that Korean place is in the middle of Koreatown mm-hmm. and it literally took us 40 minutes to find a parking spot. Fuck. And we had to park three blocks away, maybe four mm-hmm. blocks away. And we had to walk like two. It was about a mile to get there. Jesus. Yeah. Where our hotel, like our hotel wasn't great, but the location was really good. So mm-hmm. we could walk to a lot of different places we wanted to go to already. The comedy store was like five minutes away. Oh, were you downtown? Uh, you, or- I, I'm not sure. So in our parking area, so we had our own parking, but you would turn and go down into a park, you know, like a parking garage. But the parking garage was so tiny, only like six cars could fit in it. And there was only one way in and one way out of the parking garage. So if someone's coming in and someone's coming out, you have yourself a game of chicken, my friend, and so you got to figure out what you're going to do. And just to maneuver to get out, you have to do like several backing up, going oh forward, backing God. up, going forward. And we had to like fold my windows in because my car was too big and it was, it was terrible. It was what the terrible. Fuck? That's we, awful. It was giving us anxiety. Just like we didn't want to drive the car anywhere. <laughs> It sucked. Um, but yeah, so we had that. I think there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. So we were desperately looking for beer, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to drink beer at the hotel. And we wanted water because our hotel wouldn't give us any fucking water. They gave us like the tiniest waters. And they didn't put any waters in the fridge. It was just like a hassle to get water. So like we're going to buy our own water. So we walked to a gas station. It didn't have a convenience store. Then we walked to another gas station. They had a convenience store, but it had terrible beer. And we got water. So now we're carrying around this giant gallon of water, like big thing of water. And then we're like looking, looking. Like, okay, there's this place called like Helen's Wine or something. It's really close. Let's go there. So we're walking over there with this fucking water like an idiot. I walk over and it's a restaurant. It's like an Italian pizza place. And I'm like, what is this? And like people are in line and we get in line. 
And I'm like, wait a minute. No, we're not in line for the pizza place. And I, I look in and I see all the way down at the end of this like hallway of a restaurant. There is a small little window and it says Helen's Wines. <laughs> so it's a it's a beer place inside of a restaurant. And we, so we, we walk through it. We get to her. I'm like, is this a thing? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. I, I come into this crazy wine closet. It was a little bit smaller than this room that we're in, like oh a basic God. bedroom. And she's like, hey, what's up? And then she's like telling up about all these wines. And I'm like, um, well, I saw reviews on here that said you guys had beer. <laughs> so I came to a winery to get beer. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got this like weird pizza beer shit. It was pretty good. <laughs> but it was beer. just, it was the strangest, most LA experience I could have had. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is definitely what LA is every day to me. Oh my God. Oh man. That, oh my God. And I, I had some people wisecracking on me too, right? Right. So like a dude on his bike, he was like jumping on his bike and and uh, my wife was like trying to um, get around him, but we we're both walking side by side. So I kind of just went, oh, Silly, so, you know, after you, you go. And the guy's like, wow, what a gentleman. And he jumps on his bike. Dude. So he's like heckling me and is, it just made me smile. What is with people? So on Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad for this girl. I was walking to the music store, the uh, Amoeba Music. Yeah. And as I was walking there, this girl on the opposite side of the street, mm -hmm. she's walking, you know, has a place to be. Like, she she has to go somewhere. She must have been going to work or something. And then this guy in the car, he's like, hey, baby, smile more. No. And he said it three more times as he's she's passing his car. Yeah. And people think, like, this shit doesn't happen to women. It happens to them all the time. It was ridiculous. I'm, I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to get killed. But. Well, not killed, but he would murder you. He, he would. He would definitely be like, "You got something to say, man?" <laughs> yeah, it seems like a guy who would escalate. <laughs> and I'm like, "Shit!" But it was. It was. It, it was so uncomfortable. I'm like, "Fuck, man!" I feel so bad. And she just kept walking, didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, she, she she ignored she it like a champ. That shit all, all the time, the yeah. fucking time. And what a nightmare it is to be a woman in the society. I think we're the problem, Dan. I think we're the problem. <laughs> I think we are. Too. No, we're very respectful to women. I mean, I try to be. Yes. And on that awkward note, Dan, we did it. We did Yay! it, buddy. Um, everyone, you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. We have a new Patreon account where you can donate to us if you feel like it, but that's mostly for filmmakers. If you are a filmmaker listening to this, to this catch-up episode, uh, basically we set up the Patreon account because we have a long list of director-submitted films, yeah. and it's it's about a six-month waiting period. So if you can't wait that long, if you want press faster, you donate $5, and we put you on a priority list, and it'll be, like, so far the turnaround's probably going to be, like, a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Necropoticon is the network that we are associated with. They are an awesome group of folks from uh, Australia, New Zealand, and the US here. And uh, yeah, we're just, you know, we're doing different types of cool podcasts. You know, if, if you're into like D&D &D or Call of Cthulhu roleplay stuff, they got that. They have um, other movie podcasts that they do. There's stuff about like short story writing. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, improv podcasts. So yeah, go check them out. Necropoticon.com. If you go to the website, you can click on the link to the discord and come hang out with us. We're always in there like talking dumb shit. So yeah, we're always on there having fun. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Um, 
Dan, it's a pleasure to see you. Yes. Face to face. Yes, it is. We will do another face to face because uh, we're going to do a double here pretty soon. Mm. But, uh, w- you know, until then, your final word, please. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boys and girls go to bed. You shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> um, have a good day. Nice. Have a good day. I want to listen to podcasts, but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good. Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.